up? What's up? Episode four. Yes. We got me, Drew Seibel, Jay Perkins to my right. Hello. And then we got Gabe Perkins here. What's up? The debut. The debut. Yeah, the so. little brother of Jay. Yes, my little brother. He's taller, more good looking. But. He's he's our he's our rookie. He's our rook. Yeah, we got a. We got the dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You paying for the dinner? <laughs> we go to McDonald's on him. McDonald's, yeah. <laughs> That's all we can afford. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We got we got some good episodes on the way here. Oh, I'm excited. We're I'm really really excited. Yeah, we hype, we but hype. before we do that, let's do our uh, let's do our step back. Yes. So you lovely viewers know. We have our step back every episode, and this episode we're taking a step back and talking about baseball, which I know, I know, I know, it can be a very, very boring sport, but the playoffs are about to start, and I want to hear y'all's predictions. Who do y'all think are going to win the World Series? I think we should start with the person that knows the most about baseball. Me? Jay? No. Oh, stop gabbing. No, I don't know anything about baseball. (laughs) Uh, It it is, honestly, it's kind of boring to watch at this point, but (laughs) playoffs are going to be electric. Always. I think, I don't want to just say the Dodgers because they have like 110 wins and they look so good. I think I'm going to take, and I can't take the Yankees because I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm going to take the Astros and everybody's going to hate me for that. Oh, that's I don't, the team. Everyone I, hates the Astros. I don't want them to win. They're like the Patriots. I don't want them to win. But I think Jordan Alvarez is an absolute tank, which you guys don't. No, like you probably don't know. I know who that is. No, I know. I know Alvarez. Nato. Yeah, yeah. He plays for the Astros. Man's an absolute. He plays for the Astros. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking the Astros. Okay, that's it. All right, I uh, I think I'm gonna take the St. Louis Cardinals. Albert Pujols is gonna end his career with another World Series, his third World Series with the Cardinals. That's my baseball knowledge right there. Over 700 home runs. 702. And he's going to end it. That's crazy. Game seven, World Series, walk-off home run. Albert Pujols retires right after the game. Go. That's my prediction. He might not even play. (laughs) So this this isn't Disney. So as much as I want to say the Cardinals, (laughs) I'm just going to go with the favorite and say the Dodgers. Because I think that would be correct. They might have the best roster ever. Yeah. Don't they spend like... $500 $500 million on players? I don't really get the whole MLB salary cap. I don't, I don't really understand how it works. And that's why we have a basketball podcast because we understand how basketball works. So, Drew, tell us tell us about what we're doing today. All right. So, ESPN comes out with a top 100 list every year, and everybody clowns it. They get us to react to it every time. But we are going to get to that in the next couple episodes for this one. We are focusing on our own top 100 list we, all three of us, have made. And uh, we are going to react to where we have everybody. We're going to look at our top fives, our top 20, um, and kind of try to single out any differences, Mm -hmm. any similarities. Um, Hopefully, we can get some debate going. Yes. All right. You guys ready to look at each other's list? We haven't looked at each other's list yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, this is the first time we're seeing, like, this is the first time I'm seeing Gabriel's and the first time I'm seeing Drew's. List, so I'm ready to see some really, really bad takes. So, uh, so here we go. Here we go. All right, let's let's take a look. All right, okay. Immediately, we all have Giannis one. Yep, I mean, that's a spoiler. Yes, (laughs) I've okay, I've noticed something. 
I've noticed something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have to talk about it because it's a similarity that we all have and it involves the whiteboard. Yes. Zion Williamson. We all have Zion Williamson super, super high. And that surprised me a little bit. I knew you would have him high, Drew. I did not think you would have him as high as you did. I just think he there's no other player like him. Yeah. Maybe ever. He's like a juiced up Charles Barkley. <laughs> and I just I just see him if he stays healthy, plays seventy, seventy five games. He's averaging twenty eight and ten. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's shooting and, the best in the league. And and for context, Drew has Zion as the fourteenth best player. I have Zion as the 13th, and Gabriel has Zion as the 13th as well. Interesting. Which interesting. I'm shocked that I have him. I mean, it's only one spot behind yeah, you guys, yeah. but I you who, I, I probably love Zion the most out of all yes. three. Yes. I, uh, I sent Drew a screenshot of the difference in Zion's weight in like 2021 and then 2022's media day. And the immediate text back is Pelicans are winning the finals. <laughs> yes. So this guy is high on Zion Williamson. They may or may not have shot him up my board. <laughs> I think he just got more cut. Yeah. Like he still probably weighs like 275. Oh, yeah. Nothing. He didn't lose any Two. muscle. Yeah. His head looks so much smaller. I don't know what that's about. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Like, his, his head lost weight. I know, like, you lose it on the face, but his, yeah. like, just a better top, angle. True, true. But there is a difference. Photoshop? There's Ooh. a difference I wanted to talk about. Me and Drew both have Anthony Davis below Zion on the Power Forwards list. I have Anthony Davis 15th. Drew has Anthony Davis 16th. But, Gabriel, you have Anthony Davis still one spot above Zion at 12th. Why? I do. So, my reasoning is I mean, both of these players have dealt with injuries, especially. Re, or obviously recently, but I just think Anthony Davis just is better defensively. I think he's a better shooter, and I on I don't know. I just think he's going to be better this year. I don't know. I don't know. I think if he plays, he's right up there with anyone in t- terms of talent. And yeah, I just okay. see him as the better, best, second best power forward in the league. Okay, Maybe Drew. Third. Drew, what do you think about Anthony Davis versus Zion? Who's a better player? I don't know if you can say Anthony Davis is a better shooter as of right now, especially with what we've seen in the last couple of years from Anthony Davis, just going down on three-point percentage every year. And Zion, I don't think he's gotten the the amount of threes uh, that we'll need to see if he can actually shoot. Uh, but we we can see clearly, even though Anthony Davis is a very efficient player, that Zion in his second year – is a top five efficiency player when it comes to player efficiency and and all these different win shares and and everything you look at just in his second season ever and then he doesn't play third his third season but we see that he is just different when it comes to scoring and rebounds and things that contribute to um, these advanced analytics. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. It's a very, very good point. And, and it's something to look at with Anthony Davis is there's just something about Anthony Davis that you're just like, you naturally have like a, I don't know. Like, I don't know about him. Like, I know um, there's the jokes going around. Like, his nickname is Anthony Data Davis because he's always day-to-day, whether he's going to play or whether he's not going to play. But LeBron has said this offseason, and Anthony Davis has said that LeBron is like more and more trying to give the keys to Anthony Davis and let him know like he's the one that's going to carry this franchise. He's the future of this franchise. And Gabriel, for those of y'all that don't know, big Lakers fan, 
Um, and so I'm interested, how do you feel about Anthony Davis taking the Lakers and like having him be the future of the Lakers? Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really see much of a better candidate out there, especially with our lack of draft picks and just the way we have our roster set up with a lot of older guys on it. He's one of our younger players, which is kind of crazy to say. But um, <laughs> So here's what I'll say about actually ranking the players. And I think you have to take this into account, even though it doesn't really affect how good or bad a player is. Zion is the best player on his team. And Anthony Davis yeah. is just not. Yeah. And so when we talk about ceiling and we talk about projecting where these players will be for the upcoming season, I think it's only fair to – you can put Zion below Anthony Davis if you think he will not have a, as good of a season. But I think it's fair, only fair to have him have a higher ceiling at least. Oh, I definitely see, I definitely see Zion having a higher ceiling. Another thing is like we haven't seen him play – yeah, in a very long time. I mean, this Pelicans team had some success without him there. We newly required, acquired, excuse me, CJ McCollum. Uh, yeah. I mean, he looked he looked like his former self and the Pelicans with the, in the playoffs. I mean, I know he they ran into a good Suns team, but it's going to be interesting to see how they they mesh because I mean, obviously not CJ's never played with a dominant player like that and. Brandon Ingram's going to have to kind of be the middleman, especially early in the year when they're still trying to figure it out. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis dealt with injuries last year, which prevented him and Russ and Braun really gaining the chemistry they needed. But, um, yeah, I just think another training camp under their belt, veteran, new coach, new atmosphere. And Davis is healthy. Davis yeah, is healthy. Davis is fully healthy coming into the year. Everyone's fully healthy right now. And I just believe in my team. I know that sounds crazy to say, but I love my Lakers. And I think Anthony Davis is going to have defensive player of the year candidate type year. And while averaging 25, 26. So I think that's why I have him over. We 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 all like have this inherent bias with our team. Yeah. Like as a Heat fan, for sure. every undrafted guy we get, I'm just like, hey, watch out for watch out for Darius Days. Watch out for Marcus Garrett. These dudes are about to pull up and and, and show the league uh, what's up. But we always have that inherent bias. But there's another player I wanted to talk about. Um, and also the list, each of our lists will be in the description of the episode as well. So y'all can kind of look through with us. I want to talk about James Harden because I have James Harden a lot lower than especially Drew, but even a lot lower than, than Gabriel. I have James Harden at 22nd. And Drew has James Harden at 12th and Gabriel at 16th. And so the reason I have James Harden at 22nd, and you'll know further on in a couple minutes, we're going to just break down our top 20s. Um, the guys I have above him, I just think are going to genuinely have better years and are better players. James Harden, I think, is accepting a backseat role to Joel Embiid, which that doesn't mean he's going to be necessarily a worse player. But as far as these other guys like Anthony Edwards, who I have above him, he's going to be the best player on his team. Bradley Beal, best player on his team. Jalen Brown just continues to take jumps. Um, players like like Trey Young and even Kyrie are going to just have more opportunities to score the ball because the, the 76ers have a great team. They have a lot of scores, and I think James Harden is going to be the facilitator of that. And I think because of that, his numbers will drop. Still a great player, um, but I think high 20s is perfect for me with James Harden because I think he's kind of reached that and he's going to maintain where he is now for the next few years. I don't think he has it in him to be that 30-point score guy again. So here's why I have him 12th. 
First of all, I've always loved James Harden, especially with the media hating him and calling him fat <laughs> all the time. He lost 100 pounds this offseason, apparently. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. And he's he's sick of it, too. He's sick of all that chatter as well. But I think it's interesting that, at least with my list, and I guess it wouldn't be – I don't know where you have Anthony Davis, but James Harden is the first, second best player on the team that's on the list. Interesting. Because okay. Joel Embiid, we all have higher. Mm-hmm. So – and that kind of attests to the fact that, and I agree with this, Philly looks good. Oh, yeah. This year. And I'm oh, yeah. very high on the 76ers, which I hate to say as a Celtics fan. Yeah. <laughs> but they they just have great roster construction. And, yes, it could be a detriment to his stats. But I think I think he will have oh, close to 10 assists. I think yeah. he will be I, – I, I mean, I'm hoping. But I think we got to see once he got into Philly and a little more comfortable – He's just a little more efficient, a little bit more efficient shooting wise, but more just efficient overall. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we see that in the floor numbers. If you really mm-hmm. look into James Harden when he is on the floor and off the floor, the numbers, even when people were saying that James Harden was not good, yeah. The he numbers still... with him on the court and off are staggeringly different. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off what you're saying, Drew. Um, I don't, I I mean, look if you look at his field goal percentage, you look at his three point percentage. These is these are career lows for James Harden. Yeah, these, this is just not what we're accustomed to seeing, and I just don't see him getting any worse. And he's already he was already a top twenty five, top twenty player for me last year. Yeah, so that's kind of why I have him in the middle middle of my uh, teens, it's just because I think look they only played twenty one regular season games together, him and Joel Embiid, and they. They didn't really get to mesh and really get to understand how each other played before getting into intense playoff basketball. Yeah. So I just think give him another regular season. I mean, James Harden's a top two, top three playmaker in the league with the most dominant player in the league. I I can easily see the Sixers team getting the one seed and James Harden having a great, great year. I have have an interesting take. And... Obviously, these two players I'm about to compare to each other. James Harden is significantly better at scoring the basketball. But their roles, I think, are going to be similar. Because you're he's coming onto a team with a, which, and B's not really young anymore, but in the grand scheme of things, still relatively young in his prime. Like, he's entering yeah. his prime. And then you have a bunch of other, like, pieces, like Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, these guys that Maxey's obviously young and has a lot of potential. And then Harris is also kind of in his prime. Is James Harden going to do for Philly what Chris Paul did for Phoenix as far as like making the players around him better, making the Devin Bookers and DeAndre Aydens better and pushing them to number one seed, facilitate, run the offense, run the team, be that leader, and like compete for finals? I don't know. It's just something I thought of. Yeah. Something I, something I want to kind of say is something I noticed with the Suns when they acquired Chris Paul is that I mean, they they were already kind of lighting it up. Like Devin Booker was averaging 27, 26 a game. Like they they had a young, fast team. And the thing that I think the Suns got better at before they got better at offense was obviously defense. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Paul yeah. knows how to manage his team, and his, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He's one of the best on-ball guards, steals. Anything. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That I think that gave confidence to the rest of their team. Like, yeah, we don't need to worry about this point guard getting 30-plus points 
because our point guard is going to do better on defense. And obviously that's kind of fallen off as he's starting to get older. Yeah, it's true. But I don't I don't see him impacting I don't see James Harden impacting um the Sixers like that, but on a more like unpredictability kind of I guess you could say on offense where you have to focus so much more on James Harden than you do on Chris Paul. And that's yeah. just going to put everyone on their toes. And Ty- I can see Tyrese Maxey having a huge year this year because of just all 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 sides of the all sides of the court. Sixers look dangerous. Yeah, definitely. And I, what I'll say to that is, yes, James Harden isn't going to be able to bring the same leadership defensively that Chris Paul brought. Even though I think that might be overrated. Uh, with Chris Paul, especially as he's older now. He's a cone, according to Patrick Beverly. Yeah, which I don't agree with that <laughs> yeah, either. He's a practice cone. That's <laughs> Patrick Beverly speaking. But with James Harden, we obviously get something different when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Oh, yeah. And obviously NBA is getting away from this whole ISO ball stuff, which James Harden dominated the league with. Yeah, it's all pick and roll now. But we we can still see moments where maybe Joel Embiid – they're going up against Miami, and Joel Embiid is getting guarded by Bam Adebayo, who is one of the best defensive centers. And maybe you need James Harden to get his own. Oh, yeah, because I think a team like the Heat are going to set up in a zone a lot of the time against yeah. a Philly. They're not going to let Embiid shoot the ball. Yeah, and having a, with just one person having, a, having a James Harden is, like, perfect for that, I think, because yeah. he can break that down. Yeah. As but, he did in the playoffs a little bit. And I'll just say, I, I think James Harden at least needs to get up to like 37 to 38% from three. Because we, I, I think we can take the 36.5% he was getting when he was taking 13 threes a game. Yeah. Because that's that's more valuable than 39% from, with like five threes a game. That's a good point. That's but we're not. We're gonna probably gonna get like eight to nine three, maybe even less. He he only took six point nine threes a game yeah. for Philly last yeah. year in the twenty one games. Yeah. So we need for for my take to be right at the twelve spot. He needs to shoot better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, I agree. That's he needs to start. I agree. So now what I wanted to do mm-hmm. is we've kind of just talked about minor differences here and there. Um, I wanted to talk about each of our top twenty players. And kind of go through the list one by one um, and kind of give the rankings, all three of us, talk about it a little bit, anybody we might disagree or anybody we really, really agree with. And so, Drew, if you wanted to start, do you want to kind of just go from one to 20? Give us your top 20. Yeah, we can do that. So I have Giannis one. Okay. I have Luca two, which was a big change because I had Kevin Durant two, but now he's three. Interesting. I have Joel Embiid four. Right okay. above the former MVP, the former back-to-back MVP, Jokic, Nikola Jokic. Um, I just think Embiid is going to take that higher jump um, over Jokic. And uh, then I have Steph Curry, six, LeBron, seven, Jason Tatum, eight, Kawhi Leonard, nine, Jimmy Butler, 10, Damian Lillard, 11, James Harden, 12, Devin Booker, 13, Zion, 14, John Morant, 15, Anthony Davis, 16, Paul George, 17, DeMar DeRozan, 18, Trey Young, 19, and Kyrie, 20. Okay, okay. Gabriel, do you want to go through your top yeah, 20 for us real quick? So I actually have the same exact top three as uh, Drew. I got Giannis, then Luka, and then KD, top three. 
And then up four, I have, instead of Embiid, I have Jokic. I just think, I mean, back-to-back MVP, I mean, that speaks for itself, really. Steph Curry, I have at five. LeBron at six. Joel Embiid at seven. Kawhi at eight. Tatum at nine. Butler at 10. And then I have John Morant at 11. AD at 12. Zion at 13. Devin Booker at 14. Damian, <clears throat> Damian Lillard at 15. And James Harden, as we previously talked about, at 16. Trey Young, 17. Paul George, 18. Kyrie Irving and DeMar DeRozan rounded out at 19 20. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Y'all ready for my top 20? Absolutely. Here we go. Here we go. All right. One, just like y'all, Giannis. Two, Kevin Durant. Man's about to come back with vengeance, I think. Three, Luka. About to prove that he's that guy. Uh, four, I have Nikola Jokic, back-to-back MVP. Five, here's my big take. Kawhi Leonard at five. Mm-hmm. If this man health, if when he's healthy and he plays, he proves he's top five player in the league. Six, I have Steph Curry, which people most people think is ridiculous, but it seems like we all relatively agree on Steph, which is interesting. Yeah. I thought um, that's a rare take. He, he has Steph at five, or five, but me and Drew both at six. Seven, Joel Embiid. Eight, Jason Tatum, Drew's boy. Mm-hmm. Nine, LeBron James, which is bold. Ten, Jimmy Butler, specifically because of the new dreads. John Morant, number 11. Devin Booker, number 12. Zion, 13. One of my favorite players in the league, Damian Lillard at 14. Anthony Data Davis at 15. Trey Young at 16. Uh, Kyrie at 17 when he plays. Uh, Jalen Brown at 18. Bradley Beal at 19. And then Paul George at 20. So, yeah. Jalen Brown. What do y'all see? What do y'all see in each other's list, I guess? What'd y'all notice? Uh, I noticed that you have LeBron James at nine. Yes, I do. Can you give us a little reasoning behind that? Yeah, of course. So the fact that LeBron, who's now what, 38? I believe so. 39 in the middle of the year? Yeah. So me having him in top 10 is already a compliment, if we really think about it. Yes. If we really think about he's it, it's a goat. compliment. Drew thinks he's the GOAT. I'm not convinced yet. We'll get into that in a later episode. Yeah, that's that's further down the line. Uh, when, we, when we need some views, we'll, we'll <clears> do <throat> a Jordan versus LeBron <clears throat> debate. But... I think LeBron is the ninth best player in the league because everybody above him is either already better than him or younger, and they're going to get better. So like Steph, Kawhi, KD, and Giannis, when healthy and playing, are already, I think, better than LeBron. And then players like Tatum, Jokic, and Doncic are younger and are just getting better each and every year. And they were close with him last year. They're taking the jump this year. Because remember, guys, this top 100 is what we think next year is going to be like. It's our predictions for who are the top 100 players for next season. And so that's why I have LeBron at nine. What do y'all think? I guess I I understand the reasoning, but, I mean, it's LeBron James. Like, he's still – I still think he's insane. 38. He is. Like, I think think he's going to even have a better year this year, especially team success-wise. Team success. I don't know about numbers. I don't know if he's scoring thirty points a game again. But that has to do with it. Team, yeah, team, team success. I think the reason he did that is because their team was not good. Like he had to. Yeah, but because Anthony Davis ain't playing. I would over. I would value more them being a five seed and him dropping twenty six a game, which is probably more of what we would get. Yeah, yeah. Than thirty a game as the eleven. 
See, I, I agree. That's obviously a more valuable thing. And he's probably getting more assists if he's doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless Russell Westbrook also, hawks the ball. He also shot uh, above 70% from the free throw line for the first time in five years. He's aging like fine wine. Like his Which he loves. Wine. Yeah, he yeah. glass of wine a day. Of, yeah. Listen, I had LeBron, I believe, at six. And then I, I moved Jokic above him and, and Steph, actually. But LeBron, it's hard for me to put him below Tatum. I think that's the big one. And, and I get Kawhi, even though I, I actually have Tatum above Kawhi, I actually understand more Kawhi because yeah. we've already seen it. Yeah, and it's Tatum, proven. It's proven. I mean, a lot of people already think Tatum is better, especially him going to the finals. But I think, I mean, as a, as a Celtics fan, I think maybe I'm just more harsh on my own player. But yeah. he he needs to perform in the playoffs more consistently. We saw plenty of great games, but he needs to be more consistent, smarter with decision-making. I mean, you say that about a lot of the Celtics also, players. Another, another thing that we kind of haven't really clarified is that these are all so close. Oh, yeah. Like – Kevin Durant is not six slots better than Kawhi if you really if you look at it like that, but it's it's the smallest of margins that we're really just kind of guessing on. Like we yeah. don't know if LeBron's gonna fall off. We don't know if Jokic is gonna have a bad year. We just think these things because I don't know. It's it's right. It's so close. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely so much closer than the list makes it seem like. It's definitely really close. Um, and that's the great thing about basketball is like we get to argue about the finer details. But Drew, I have an interesting thing I wanted to ask you because I think people would really disagree with this. Um, Joel Embiid wouldn't, but why do you have Joel Embiid over Nikola Jokic, the back-to-back MVP? So, and this is coming from a guy who loves advanced analytics and has been preaching to you especially, Jay, that Jokic is continually having some of the most impressive seasons we've seen, especially as a big man who is facilitating the ball. And he's only getting better defensively. So let me get that out of the way when I – now let's bring up Joel Embiid and the fact that I have him above the guy I just praised. Joel Embiid I think is – well, I know is better defensively. We all know this. But I believe Joel Embiid and the 76ers are going to be a lot better than they have been. And I think they're going to be marginally better than the Nuggets who – we're seeing – good competition in both conferences so we really anybody can lose in the playoffs but i i have the 76ers going deep because their team is deep and i think that's really the biggest difference i have between Embiid and Jokic also the fact that Jokic i don't see winning his third mvp in a row even though his numbers might not be a whole lot different i think the narrative around him is going to be different mm-hmm. and I, I think I don't know if that really plays into it, but I think the fact that we have him Jokic top five or you know even some even some people have him top two is because of the fact he's won MVP twice in a row, which is fair. But I, in my opinion, Joel Embiid is more valuable to his team by the very smallest margin. Yeah. Interesting. No, I, I see what you're saying because it's, it's Embiid and Jokic both just like that's always the conversation, right? Yeah. They were the conversation for MVP last year. Giannis was in there too, but it's really like the big man is back. 
It's been, and, it, and it's least, showing itself. These, at least for these three. Exactly. It's showing itself in Jokic and Embiid. Um, but Embiid is the best player on a team that is probably going to be better than Jokic, who's the best player on his team. And so it's it's a, it's a tough – it's it's really close. Like Gabriel said, it's margins. It's very marginal. Um, and certain things put other people over the edge. And so, Gabriel, you, you and Drew both have this. But what what why is Luka now second? Why do you think Luka is going to be the second best player in the league over KD, over Jokic, over Steph Curry, over these guys? What 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 makes Luka take that jump? I just think it's as simple as he can only get better. Like he's, True. He's the youngest player in the top 10 by a, a good bit. Well, Tatum's 19. <laughs> Still somehow. But Luka Doncic, I just simply think he's going to win MVP this year. I think he has a better yep. roster around him this year with the acquisitions like Christian Wood. Um it's more structured for him, which yes. I like. Jalen Brunson was great for them last year, but he kind of kind of took some took some away from Luca, especially in the playoffs, especially like that. Or I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I, I pretty much just think Luka Doncic is the most gifted basketball player on this list. Interesting, interesting. He, he, just the way he uses his body, the way he uses his mind, it, he, it's actually kind of crazy. It's it's unwatchable. It's like you don't even believe it when you're watching it. Like he seems like the least athletic player on the court, but he always scores inside the basket. He like he gets by everyone, he gets past everyone. It's, it's crazy to watch. And he's looking like he's in the best shape of his life. Yeah. So That's far. another thing with Luca. He's always kind of started years slowly. He's kind That's of come, true. Come into the come into the league or come into the season a bit out of shape, training camp fatigue, uh off season fatigue partying, vacation, whatever he does in the offseason. This season, I think he's taking it seriously. I think he he kind of tasted what he could achieve and get into the conference finals. And he tasted what it felt like to lose in a big stage like that. So yeah. I think it's gonna get it's gonna make him more hungry this year. And this is I think this is a prove it year for Luca. If he can really push this team to a finals, Scott, I mean sky's the limit for him in terms of anything. The thing though that Luca needs is he needs he needs a Robin. He needs a, a back, like he needs another guy, um, and the league has proven that over and over and over again. Um, maybe like you have the random like Kawhi Leonard year, where like the second best player was like Kyle Lowry, which even he's still really good. Um, you have the Dirk Nowitzki, obviously way back when, but usually there's two or three really really good players, all star caliber players. And one thing that's been very true of Luca's career, this very very short career, is he hasn't played with another all star. Um, Perzingis was like way out of his prime when he had Perzingis and like obviously injured and all the things, but Luca doesn't have a second guy. And I think he needs that if he wants to realistically have a chance at winning a ring, especially with how strong the NBA is right now. But I just want to shout out Jimmy Butler and I want to shout out you, Drew and you, Gabriel, for both having Jimmy Butler in your top tens because y'all couldn't be more right. This man has proven people wrong over and over and over again. And I know in a recent interview, he said he doesn't think he's that good. He'd just be catching people by surprise. But he said it himself. He catches a lot of people by surprise. He like, he's top five playoffs. Like, in the playoffs, he, he's like, all right, I'm top 10 in the regular season. Now I'm going to be a top five player when it's playoff time. And it's so interesting. I love that man. He doesn't have any of the intangibles that a lot of these guys above him have. It's just intelligence and hard work a lot of the time. I just love him so much. As a Heat fan, I love him so much, and I'm excited to see what he does this year with his dreadlocks. <laughs> also, and barring maybe Kawhi, 
I mean, I think he's pro- pretty easily the best on-ball defender we have in the top ten. Yeah, Giannis is off. Giannis is off ball, but yeah, yeah. it goes a long way, especially in the playoffs. Oh yeah, because you that's that's another reason I have Kawhi at five, is because he's their team's offense, but then he's also guarding the other team's best player. And that's stuff that Jimmy Butler does exactly. Like he he plays on this list too. Yep, he'll score thirty. He'll score twenty five on you, and also hold your superstar at twenty and or nineteen or whatever. But yeah, and we need to see that from. Luca and mm-hmm. we're starting to see Jokic get better defensively and KD yeah. started to get better defensively. Tatum's proving it big time. Like yeah. He's proven he can be the next guy that's yeah. great on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's got all the intangibles you can want. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John Morant, Devin Booker, Zion, Damian Lillard, these other players, James Harden that didn't make it. They were right out of it for me. Um, John Morant, I'm interested to see what he does this year, but he's in my 11th spot. Um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting if the Grizzlies can continue their regular season success and then to see what happens in the playoffs. But yeah, Jaron Jackson being hurt doesn't help. But yeah, any other thoughts on um, any of our top fives, top tens that like stuck out to you guys? Drew, how about you? Um, we So I'll just say we didn't get into a whole lot of our actual list. It's hard to get through 100 players, but yeah. we have two more parts to this. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll be breaking it down more in part two yeah, and part three. Yeah, we're going to comparing it to ESPNs. And so we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, the role players that we all want to get into. Oh, yeah. The Dorian Finney-Smiths. Absolutely. Legend. <laughs> might be episode three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but he's in it. He's in it. But uh, I, I think – I don't think our top tens are, are too off. I th- – I, I think the Kawhi top five is probably the boldest take, I would say. It's hot. And I think people are going to respond and react to think me and Yuzhu not having Curry in the top five is a hot, hot take. I I simply couldn't do it. Which I understand. I I mean, he's he's the best shooter of all time, and I don't see that changing for another 100 years. He is is never going to change, in my opinion. Victor Wabanyama is pulling up next yeah, year, so he's about to be the greatest. This is, this everything. This is our last top 100 lists, by the way. We're just going to put 100 Victor Wabanyamas. Yeah, we have one more year of good basketball before that yeah. man joins the NBA and just absolutely good dominates. Yep. Imagine a seven-five Giannis and Kevin Durant combined. That's what we're getting next year. So uh, it's going to be exciting. We're going to see teams lose games like never before, trying to get the first overall pick. It's going to be amazing. Yep. <laughs> see what the Eiffel Tower's got in store. The the la- the thing I'll finish off with is with that Kawhi number five. I think they have to make it a certain distance in the playoffs for that. Oh to yeah, yeah. They need at least true. to go to the West Finals, at least maybe Be- even further. I would say I would honestly say they need to make it to the finals because Kawhi might be resting a lot through the regular season. Mm-hmm. He might not be putting up the most ridiculous numbers in the regular yeah. season. And so we we know what we're going to get out of Kawhi if he's healthy, but he needs to make it the, – the Clippers need to make it probably to the finals. If, if yes. If any year, this – I mean, this is the Clippers' year. Yeah. On paper, they got a top three, top two roster in the league. Their team is crazy. Their team is crazy. But we appreciate y'all listening. Um the part two is going to come out in a few days, so make sure you're tuning in. We're going to be basically roasting ESPN's Top 100. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Like, follow, subscribe, do all the things. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're going to keep trying to give you guys 
weekly content, daily, if we can, content. Um, and so we appreciate the support so far. Uh, we appreciate Gabriel um, being a guest. He's going to be here for part two and three as well. Also, shout out Drew. His hair is looking amazing. Just appreciate for those of y'all that can't see it. <laughs> Step right. back three brand. Baby. Step back three. Shout out to Kyle McCrone again. Make sure to sign up for his tournament later in October. We love you guys. Thank you. Peace. Peace.